the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. This episode of the College Planning Edge is brought to you by Lockwood College Prep. That's us. LockwoodCollegePrep.com. We help parents pay wholesale prices for college, and we help kids get into the best colleges, not only for the four years, but the 40 to 50 years after. We have a unique, different approach that is not right for everyone, but for the select families that we work with, they see tremendous results in using college to help kids launch themselves for success post-college. This episode was originally broadcast on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lockwood College Prep, where we talked about student lender hijinks and the new proposals for loan forgiveness, as well as social media profiles, the truth about whether admissions officers look at them and whether they think it's fair game, and financial aid application verifications. This is a huge source of stress and contention for many people who apply for financial aid once they start hearing back from their various financial aid offices for more information. So enjoy these topics. I hope you find them valuable. And if you have any questions, you can either reach out to us on our Facebook page or you can email VIP at LockwoodCollegePrep.com. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Welcome to College Talk Tuesday. Pearl and Andy Lockwood, Lockwood College Prep. Good morning to you, my sweet. Good morning, my sweet. Good morning, listeners. Pearl coming off of her 600 and what consecutive day riding your little bicycle, your little Peloton bicycle? 669. Closing in on the big 700. Yep. Okay, that's every day, no breaks. Pretty intense, pretty hard to live with sometimes. But Thanks. inspirational. Okay. The intensity. Two sides of the coin. Yeah. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about um, college stuff, meaning information about getting into college, about paying for college. Why should you even go to college? Sometimes we talk about SAT and ACT prep. Um, today, I wanted to cover three topics. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, one of which is some student loan malarkey, some hijinks going on uh, in in the world of student lending. Hmm. Um, I also, yeah, just wait. You're going to (laughs) freak out. That's sarcasm. Uh, I also want to talk a little bit about um, social media and kids' presences on them and the percentage of admissions officers that think it's fair game to snoop and see what is happening on social media for kids' accounts. And I think we should also talk a little bit about verifications for financial aid information. Uh, I've gotten a few questions about that recently. Those are starting to happen. We should talk about that also. Right. So if you are just joining us, either live or on distant replay, say hi in the chat. Um, If you have any questions, Absolutely. Feel free to post them here because uh, we want to make sure you're getting these answers um, that you may not be able to get otherwise from your high school or other parents. Um, frequently, 
both of those sources uh, deliver a constant stream of misinformation or partial information. Yes. Which can essentially be misinformation. <laughs> Fake news. You don't have the whole picture. Yeah. 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 So uh, we're here to give you our experiences. Of course, we don't claim to have a stranglehold on the truth, but um, you can decide. You know, if so, feel free to ask us any questions. Not necessarily limited to the topics that we're talking about today. Okay, so Naviant, um, formerly known as Sally May, big big student lender, um, recently was um, forced or adjudicated to have to pay twenty two million dollars, which is really not a lot of money for big companies like that, but um, of, of uh, interest and fines back to the federal government relating to stuff that had happened since the eighties. Huh. So just w without overcomplicating it, because frankly, I understand it at a, at a superficial level, um, a lot of student lenders receive subsidies and guarantees from the government in order to um, make college education more accessible, to reduce the risk for lenders. And they were um, allowed to lend out you know, to re and receive 9.5% uh, on their money, which is pretty good, even though that wasn't what the fair market um, bore at the time. And then interest rates dropped. And somehow, according to the suit, um, Sally May, then Naviant, was alleged to have sort of recycled those loans and continued to receive that 9.5% interest instead of dropping those uh, oh. th th those rates down to where they should have been, according to the fair market. So, so finally, after all this that started with the Bush administration, they're finally being told to cough up um, more than twenty-two million dollars worth of uh, of old money that they that they owe of usurious fees they arguably took. Well, from from the government. So I, I just found this very interesting because right now there's all this talk about um, you know free college and forgiveness of loans and all that. And I, I certainly understand the impetus behind that as a you know uh, student loan uh, customer <laughs> myself. But um, I think I think what gets lost in the discussion. Um, which is really just basic economics is like what, you know, maybe in the short term it's going to help, but what's the long-term effect of, of doing that, of pumping all this, you know, this free money in, into the system. So number one, uh, someone, you know, there's no such thing as free money. It gets taken away from somewhere. Someone's paying for it. Yeah. Someone's paying for it. And it's probably the person in the mirror uh, when you, when you get up in the morning and go to the bathroom. But um, the other thing is that it, it doesn't have, uh, in my in my opinion, it doesn't really do anything to lower college costs. It actually does the opposite because colleges don't have an incentive to reduce their costs if there's always going to be this pool of money Hell out that. there to yeah to pay. And especially if it's going to be if, if the loans are going to be forgiven, it's like the you know the, the student gets to go for free or for next to free. So uh, I don't I don't think it's this, the 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 things that are being proposed right now are necessarily going to be enacted, but I really wish that um, that Congress would take a longer term view of the ramifications of doing this, which is something past the terms they hold. Which, which I, I as I say that I know that's hmm. ridiculous, but uh, it's it's um, just the way the world works. So hopefully um, there's some sort of responsibility, but it doesn't look like that's going to be exercised. Mm -hmm. True. So, all right. Next question. Next topic. Social media. So, sixty-five percent. Um, I think Kaplan does a poll every year. Sixty-five percent of admissions officers think that it is fair, fair game, to 
uh, to look at kids' social media profiles. That doesn't mean that they all do that. They're, a lot of them are swamped, particularly this year, roughly 35% of admissions officers admit that they will snoop around a little bit to see what's on uh, social media profiles. Of the students. Of the students. Just throwing this out there <clears throat> to be a troublemaker. Do you think they view the social media of the students' parents? Um, I think they, they, I haven't any, seen any, I have not seen any no. information on that, but Makes I think you wonder. I think it's, if there's, if they're snooping on the kids, why would they stop and, and not snoop on the parents? Right. Yeah. So, um, on one hand, you know, sometimes, uh, people say to me, well, um, I'm having my kid get rid of all social media profiles. That um, looks obvious. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good tactic because, uh, it's, it might be, might be a red flag to not have a social media profile at all. So I think on the other hand, I think what you should what you should do, or at least think about doing is being strategic about this and scrubbing some of the embarrassing things. So I've told the story before, it's been, it's been probably more than a year. Um, I remember when a client of ours uh, who, you know, re really nice, you know, good kid. She said, look, I have so much on my social media. Would you mind, you know, going through and seeing if there's anything offensive there and, and, and I, can, I can scrap it. Do you remember the story? Yes. You know what I'm talking about, yeah. Kristen? So, so, um, so I was like, okay, sure. So I, you know, I, I found the time to start clicking through, uh, I guess kids were on Facebook more back then. So I was clicking through and she had like 300 questions, uh, 300 you know, pictures there or something. I'm clicking, I'm clicking, clicking. It's all these photos of like, you know, um, kids, you know, good looking, you know, the crowd that she hung around with, you know, at different parties or different settings and at the beach. I'm like, wow, I'm starting to feel a little creepy clicking, clicking, <laughs> clicking. Cause I'm, you know, cause, cause I'm like, you know, middle-aged guy. <laughs> these are like, a, you know, like blonde teenage kids. I'm in my basement. I'm like, <laughs> you know, so, but, but finally after like 120 uh, photos, I couldn't stop, you know. Uh, you were doing your job. Down. You said you uh, never, would. yeah, never again. That that was literally the last time I did that mm -hmm. because of that. <clears throat> I'm just thinking, like, what if the FBI raided us and they saw like, all, and they saw like on my, you know, my um, my history here. We'd have a defense. So, yeah. So, um, I mean, it'd be very confusing, I would think, between all the idiotic stuff that I'm interested in, <laughs> you know. So aliens, cigars, yeah, and working out, basketball, golf, right? Anyway, so. Um, uh, so I finally found like, a photo of her, you know, at some like Sweet Sixteen or something, where they're all like, you know, you know, with their beers and stuff. I'm like, all right, so that's what should come down. So anything obvious, like you know, photos of smoking weed or you know, whatever bongs, all that stuff should should come down. Not because kids don't do that, just because it's a judgment. It's it's, it's, it's showing the students' judgment of what to put or not put, and. If you lack that judgment, it, it's definitely a window into what else do you lack in character and judgment. Right, you're you're curating to put put your your best feet forward right. when you are putting the stuff out into the world. So college admissions people can see it. Employers will. I'm sure there's a much higher percentage of employers that look at this stuff. Of course. And who knows your kids and your grandkids? You know this, this might be there in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. I I think it will until Congress breaks up Facebook and Instagram yeah. and TikTok and yeah, whatever. Okay. Um, if you guys have any comments and experiences with this, pop them in here. Let me, let me see who's here today. Travis. Good morning. Tony Ann, Claire, Chuck, and Melissa. Good morning guys. Nice to see you with us. 
Now let's talk about some nitty gritty stuff that only Pearl can opine on because she's in the thick of it. Let's talk about verification. So what is verification initially and should you freak out if you was, are verified? That was the first thing I was going to tell you what a verification is. Something not to get hysterical about. A verification is basically a deeper dive into some aspect of your financial aid application, be it your assets or your income. Let me, and, and that's one way, um, something about your financial aid application that gives rise to further questioning of income and asset. And I'll get back to that in a minute. But I also wanna say at the outset, some schools will have verifications for all of its applicants. So that's another reason not to get hysterical. There are some schools that just as part of their own due diligence and investigation before it renders a financial aid decision will require a verification of some sort of all of its applicants. So, and then separate and apart from that, generally and at large, um, there are about 60% of applicants across the board that will be selected for verification at random without any reason it's happening. So separate that out. So number one, don't get hysterical. What you do want to do is answer the verification, see what they're asking for. Now, in the FAFSA, there is a tool called the IRS DRT, which enables us <clears throat> to port your actually filed IRS information, information with the IRS, from the IRS site directly into the FAFSA site, unfettered, meaning it transfers and ends up being in the FAFSA as, and it indicates tra as transferred by the IRS, as transferred by the IRS, literally replacing your numbers because it wants to see that um, certainty of your income. So it requires this. Sometimes that mechanism, the IRS DRT doesn't work <clears throat> for a variety of reasons. It could be as simple as you have an IR you have an identity protection on your account and therefore the IRS DRT will not work. Okay, in that case, you may, because the school hasn't seen the final expression in perfect form of your income numbers, require an income verification of you. For, now, what does one do to respond to that if they don't have an IRS DRT that works? In that case, and most often it will sat be satisfied by ordering an IRS tax transcript of the operative year. In this, in this case, it's 2019. Okay. Um, or you could be um, required to do what's called an asset verification. <clears throat> when would something like that come up? Well, let's say on your tax return that your financial aid formulas are based on has uh, shows a, a decent amount of, dis of distribution income or interest income from an investment that you hold. Yet in your asset section on the forms, you are either saying you don't have any of such investments or, or a very low number that doesn't square up with what you're showing from that investment on your income tax return. So therefore, an asset verification may come up in that scenario, meaning what happened to the assets that gave rise to that information on your income tax return that we're not really seeing that you're not otherwise disclosing on this form? Does it mean you're in trouble? Does it mean you're going to jail? No. I hope not, but <laughs> it does mean we, we typically recommend our clients stay out of jail and stay honest on these forms. Um, but it, it is going to require either uh, an explanation like the, the value went down since then. We sold it since then, whatever it is. 
this is all it is. Just because you hear a word, I had one client who actually, and it's an interesting thing to see how people interpret words that are in front of them, but a client of ours got a verification and started calling it an audit. I'm being audited. I'm being audited. That's not, that's, that's a misnomer. It may feel like that, but you're mischaracterizing it. It is not something to get nuts over. It doesn't mean, oh, and once they find out they're going to not make, they're not going to give us anything, or they're not even going to let us borrow loans, or they're going to kick us out. And blah, blah, blah. No, relax, take a breath. They just need more information. And we're going to find out exactly what they need, and we'll provide it to them. That's it. Now, to be fair, if there's something a little figazy, like yeah. you had a whole bunch of money sitting in, in an account that generated interest and now it's not there, you will have to right. explain that. And there are legitimate reasons, which is, you know, of course, the uh, what we specialize in. And then there are other ways to make that uh, paper trail that we don't specialize in. And you you should be prepared. Anytime you you complete a financial application, if you're going to be doing it yourself, you need to be prepared to defend everything that's on there. Um, Sometimes there are things that are out of your control that happen, like this IRS data retrieval tool. It does make mistakes mm -hmm. sometimes. We've talked about that in previous uh, episodes. You have witnessed uh, a handful of things this year, almost yeah. every year, that Doesn't they've been using the data sense. retrieval tool, um, where, you know, for example, they treated a, a rollover of an IRA, which is you know converting it from a regular IRA to a Roth IRA or, you know, something like that as you have all that money in your account, right? As opposed to it's still a retirement account that should not be penalized. Things like that. Sometimes that happens and you've got to be vigilant and on the lookout in case um, things don't really make sense for you when you right. ultimately file your financial aid applications and you see the calculation that they made for your expected family contribution. Mm -hmm. So that's not really a verification issue, but what I'm getting at is there's a lot of stuff that's out of your control. And sometimes they ask for um, stuff that they've already received. Yes. That happens Common. probably more often than not, right? <laughs> yes. So yes. you just have to you know, take a breath. Exactly. Take a breath. If you factually know you have sent some, something and or you have the confirmation they have it they're just not that swift necessarily on updating the portal that you see or call, calling back their uh last emails from telling you that something's missing yeah. if you know you've sent it take a breath and the other thing to understand and know is it all sorts out before the final decision is made at the school you ultimately go to pretty much they get it right yeah. in the end Good. So I see some questions and some comments coming in here. So if you have either, uh, please pop them in here. Uh, Michelle Goldstein says, this is really helpful. Thank you guys. So uh, thank you for that comment. Um, all right. So Claire Werner. Hello, Claire. Hi, Claire. Uh, congratulations to Pearl. Thanks. <laughs> you deserve that. Um, question about student loans. And she's basically asking, should, um, given the proposals that are floating around, should you load up on loans to get them forgiven? What's your answer? I think I have the same answer as you. Um, I think potentially right now, if you're concerned about being cash poor and right now, historically speaking, the interest rate for the parent loan is at about 5.3. That's historically pretty low. 
Um, and student loans are in the threes. Student, student loans are in the 2.75, right? Um, so it's a it's a cheap way to borrow money easily without, um, like if you were to do a personal loan with a bank or a cash out refinance, that is costly. Um, there even, is a cost there. Even a non-cash out refi, which, which <laughs> we just did, which took about four months. Right. Yeah. Yes. So it, this is the probably one of the least cumbersome ways to get money. And there's no prepayment penalty should you uh, decide not that you're no longer comfortable accruing that interest at 5.3 because you have maybe an investment that's uh, beating it and therefore you want to take care of it or whatever. But it is like certainly, Bitcoin. yeah, it is certainly a very good option now. Even if you have the money, you may not want to pull it from investments. Maybe you're vulnerable uh, with your job and so you don't want to part with everything just yet. So to answer your question, um, oh. with the, with the, with the proposals, we, they're too it's too early to tell. We don't know what the oh. what the discharge or the forgiveness is going to look they're like. Not discharging but, parents, um, but um, it's a low risk, like Pro was saying. And uh, so if if you're unsure about whether you should take loans or not because they might be forgiven, we can't answer that. But um, but if you do take the loans, the they're they're pretty low interest rates right now. Right, and I'm well, sorry, I'm going to reiterate though. Yeah. To be clear. The forgiveness that people are seeing right now in because of pan, the pandemic in terms of you don't have to pay your student loans right now, it's the student yeah, great loans, which are 5500 the first year and 6500 the second year and 7500 in years three and four. And however many more undergraduate mm -hmm. years you need, it's 7500 in those later years, a year. That's it. This should not be confused with parent loans, which are generally much larger at a higher interest rate, those are not being discussed as being forgiven. Be careful. The student loans right now, they're suspending the interest on Right, till right September now. of yeah. 21. So there's no forgiveness right now in place. Right. At some point, there may or may not be, but it's, it's gotta be worked out and put through committee and reconciled and all this other garbage. Right. Yeah, so it's too early to tell, but it's a very low risk because the rates are, are so low. Um, all right. What else? Any other questions before we wrap up here? Great answer. Peloton Pearl. Uh, Gary Heller says, good morning. Hello to Gary. Hi, Gary. Um, Esther Nefesh says, good morning. Good morning. For once caught this live. All right. Um, yeah, Gary, I don't think for a second that the student loans will be forgiven, but if they are, and I assume it will only be loans taken in my students' names yes. as opposed to parents. Assume that. <laughs> I think only. So. Yes. And then you just answered my question. Funny. See? Great minds. Think alike. Yeah. And Karen, uh, will interest be charged retroactively? Um, right now. It sounds illegal. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it could be um, just accrued. You know the way the way a lot but of you know loans work that. right now. However, yeah. you initially contracted yeah. is how it will be. They cannot. Yeah, sounds unlikely. Right for the for the loans right now that are being suspended, I, I believe that there are they are not um, accumulating interest. Right, and here's the other thing: each year, um, student loans are taken out annually. Okay, so whatever portion you've taken out this year for the night, what we're in, I'm sorry, 2021 calendar year, that interest, um, those interest rates were set in July of 2020. 
as they will again be reset in July of 2021 for the school that follows their year that's called that follows thereafter from September or August 2021 through July 22, there will be a new set of interest rates set for that year. So as to the one, you know, the year that we're in and how that loan continues on until it becomes payable, which is six months after graduation, not that you can't make payments beforehand. There are no penalties for doing that. And that, of course, mitigates the accumulating interest. Um, <clears throat> You are, what was I just <laughs> getting lost into interest rates here? Um, well, uh, that no, that 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 doesn't change as to this year's loan that grows along and continues on until it's due. Next year there will be, and it could be the same, but there will be a new set of interest rates as to the loan you take that year, and then that one travels on by itself. Yeah, the the, the rates are reset every July. If I had to bet, they're going to be at Similar. least the same, if not a little bit lower, right. because agree. we're in an artificially low interest rate environment for political reasons. And it's only, to me, it seems like it's only going to continue for the near future until they have to go up again and the world ends. <laughs> On that note, yeah. have a great week. <laughs> yeah, have a great weekend. <laughs> well, we should wrap up because its uh, I think we hit all the points we wanted to hit. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Just yes. pop a comment right here on this page. Thank you for uh, being with us and for liking and sharing this, this information that helps us expand our reach to other parents who are just not getting this information from their high schools or yeah. elsewhere. So, so thanks. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle group coaching membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits. Check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon co code podcast for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.